0: This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta.
1: Angreze apna lagan or News Laundry apna hafta kabhi na ich chorte. Welcome to the Diwali special of Hafta. On the panel today, we have a formidable panel. We are almost in full strength and we have a very accomplished guest from Quartz. Earlier she was at PRINT, but before I introduce her, we have Manisha Pandey joining us from Dehradun where she's gone on holiday, but we asked her to please join us on Hafta. Welcome Manisha. Hello. We have our executive editor, Mehraj with us. Hi Mehraj. Hello. We have Madhu Trehan. Hi. And joining us is Deeksha Madhok. Hi Deeksha.
0: Hi. Thrilled to be here.
1: Uh, you are an editor and director of platform at Quartz India. You oversee content spanning business. That sounds very fancy. Technology, popular culture and politics. Oh, you see popular culture? Do you listen to a popular culture podcast called Awful and Awesome Entertainment Rap?
0: Not that much.
1: Have you at all? No. Not even one? I don't listen
0: to podcasts much because I don't drive. And I've moved to audibles recently, which I love.
1: I see. Okay. Chalo. It's a start. Uh, she's been with Thomson Reuters in New Delhi and was associated with the print as well as digital director. She's done her master's from Columbia University and has been part of the founding team of two media startups, Quartz and The Print. So we have two Columbia grads here, Madhu and Deeksha. Also a couple of announcements I wanna make. Uh, I'm gonna be in Bangalore the week after next. That is the week that starts on the 4th of November. I'll be there I think on the 6th, 7th. So we are contemplating meetup there for subscribers like we have had in Delhi and we've had in the US. In Boston, New York. So do write in and let us know if you're from Bangalore and you're a Bangalore subscriber. And then if you have any suggestions where we can meet, we'd I'd, I'd like it to keep it somewhere near in Ranagar because we have a bunch of meetings there. And I could meet all of you. We could, you know, get uh, some inputs and advice on what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. And uh, it's always good to meet subscribers because we get a lot of ideas and we get a lot of people volunteering to do stuff for us. So uh, let us know. If you're going to be around, write into us at contact at newslaundry.com. I repeat, contact at newslaundry.com. If you're a subscriber in Bangalore who happens to be in Bangalore and that's like a Wednesday, uh, would you be able to make it to a subscriber's meet on Wednesday? Also, there is some award called the Asia Podcast Awards. And Asia Podcast Awards has a very dodgy aesthetic because we have been nominated in two categories as the best podcast, and education podcast, the Let's Talk About series, and the best Asian podcast, Matlab Yevini Ki Indian, Asia's best podcast, for Awful and Awesome. So you can go to asiapodcastawards.com and vote for us in the relevant category. The last date for voting is October 31st. So if you too have dodgy aesthetic and taste, do contemplate or consider voting for your favorite news laundry podcasts. On that note, we have a bunch of headlines. Uh, but before I get into that, uh, Deeksha, what is Quartz doing? What What is the new new look Quartz all about? I, I believe they're doing some new exciting stuff.
0: Uh, to begin with, we are, uh, well, we have a new owner now. So it's a Japanese company called UserBase. Okay. And uh, since our acquisition, we've decided to go behind the paywall. So it's a metered paywall and we'll be doing a lot of, uh, most of our journalism would be uh, for our paying readers, whom we are calling members because, then we are calling them members because we are also building a community. We are figuring out ways how we can connect our newsroom to our readers. And we have recently launched a new app, which is going to be a business and tech news aggregator with a commenting and a community functionality built in. So, um, as I explained before this podcast started, it's going to have the best of pocket, best of Reddit without the toxicity.
1: I see. So, so other th- than copying News Laundry, what else are you doing?
0: <laughs> Nicely done, but uh, <laughs> um, you'll see.
1: Okay. The launch is
0: in December, so we'll see. <laughs> no, I, th- I think I just walked into it, right? <laughs> you <laughs> didn't, didn't
1: you? But no, I have maintained for the longest time, as has Madhu, that the future of news only ri- lies in subscription. If you remember more than 2012, log par has Ha! But who's laughing now? Anyhow, so um, so this is what we have for you this week. It was an action-packed news week. Those of you who have been following the election, no, Maharashtra and Haryana had a very exciting final lap. It was covered wall to wall yesterday and a lot of people were gloating, saying, see, you were wrong. And a lot of people were saying, oh, we were wrong. We are so cute because we owned up to it. So, we shall be discussing the Haryana and Maharashtra election. There were some huge upsets. Mr. Khattar, I think seven of his cabinet ministers lost. Uh, Mr. Surjewala lost from the Congress. Uh, Meanwhile, in Maharashtra, the young Thakere won. And uh, he seems so different from his grandfather, no? And if you see his demeanor when he talks. He's such a sweet boy. And his grandfather was nothing sweet about him, like Nothing.
2: But then what does he bring to the table, which is different from his grandfather? I I don't know. He's sweet and all,
1: but... I'm very surprised that the Sena is still relevant. But, I mean, personally, I I do think that it's good they're around because they seem, you know, better behaved than the BJP. Can you imagine? (laughs) Who would have thought?
3: I I think I recall there was one incident in which he stepped away from the Shiv Sena stand and he, well, and he tweeted it I think it was against some lynching or something like I that I think
1: one was the forest the RA forest he was and uh, then they the said RA that your, your, you guys are in power why don't you land up there but he did tweet about it so anyway uh, meanwhile um, yeah and on that the Shiv Sena and the BJP had press conference at the same time both indicating that they will be the chief minister will be from their party so I think there is still some tension there and of course, the fact that Priyanka Chaturvedi, and I think it's very good she's done that, has spoken about, against... What is his name? Kanda or Konda? The Haryana rape, uh, alleged rapist. Kanda. Kanda. Gopal Kanda, yeah. Because someplace it's spelled as K-O. Anyway. Uh, usually so
2: it's, it's Go- K-N-D-A. K-N-D-A. Gopal Kanda, yeah.
1: So it's Gopal Kanda, who those of you who weren't following the news a few years ago, uh, ran an airline. He's a rich man from Haryana who runs an airline and does many other things. And... One of the employees uh, committed suicide because she said that he had exploited her and promised her something and he was having this affair with her. And uh, after that, when the case did become a big deal in the media, her mother committed suicide because of alleged pressure by him. Basically, he seems like a a villain from a Sunny Deol film. And uh, he won as an independent...
2: He actually has a party, Haryana Lokhit Party, it's called. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. But he might as well be independent.
1: Yeah. So anyway, we'll discuss that. Then there was a US Congress hearing on Kashmir, which was very interesting. Uh, we've carried an interesting piece on that. We shall discuss a bit of that. There was also the congressional hearing of on Facebook of Mark Zuckerberg. We will talk about the US Congress hearing on Kashmir in some detail. Then Infosys was in some deep shit. There's a class action suit in the US uh apparently a whistleblower has said a bunch of things including that they are fudging you know how they show their profits or how they measure them but he also said that the ceo and one more board member talks about CFO. the independent, uh, cfo yeah. talks about the independent board members as madrasis and the two madrasis and what's the third person he talks about huh she's a diva kiran mazumdar shaw i don't care what the diva says i don't care what madrasis say. So, I I mean, being half Madrasi, I must say I found that kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Not that he called us Madrasis, but that this was like sent as a whistleblower's complaint, right?
2: yeah and it was published by deccan herald also the, about these things but yeah. this is the second time in 2017 they had a similar whistleblowers complaint about uh, when the previous ceo he had Zika. to uh, he had to step down because partly because of that so it was the same thing corporate account fudging and basically financial fraud and stuff no
0: that was over an acquisition Oh, right. He yeah, acquired yes.
2: a company that they didn't An Israeli write. company. So it involved something like similar it was, about it financial was, uh, some
0: It was later on they said that it wasn't accurate, but Vishal Sikka had stepped down. by that time. Even Narayan Murthy, I think. Down. He stepped down. Uh, Narayan Murthy also
2: had to sort of step away from the company because oh, of Yeah,
1: that. that was because the allegation was that Narayan Murthy was um, not letting go in the sense that, that when Sikka came about, he was being too interfering. So I think that is why um, under board pressure of public relations, either you run it or you let the guy run it. Yeah. And it was one of there were many pieces written on how founders find it hard to I let head, go of yeah. a company.
0: So the interesting thing is that with Infosys most of these whistleblowers there was another one over the salary that was paid or not salary the severance that was paid to one yes. of their executives. So most of almost all of these whistleblower complaints have come once the once they've had non-founder CEOs. Vishal now. But it's interesting how Nandan Nilekani
3: has to keep stepping in every time. There's a crisis. Saves the day.
2: He is still the non-executive chairman. Chairman, right. right?
1: I mean, he... Yeah. yeah. Then there was this murder in Uttar Pradesh, uh, Kamlesh Tiwari, who has been, you know, in the news for a long time because he was one of those who spoke, he said something about the prophet and he was uh, jailed for that. And he was, you know, used by the Hindu right that if this guy can be jailed for this, there's no freedom of speech. Whereas if if anyone says anything against Hindus, they are encouraged and there's freedom of speech. Anyway, he was shot and killed. And it emerges, of course, the investigation is still happening, that it was because of um, what he had said earlier. Uh, The first reports that came out said that it is some personal rivalry. And in fact, his mother, Kamlesh Sawari's mother, went on television channels and accused the chief minister, Yogi Dittinath, of not doing enough to protect him. In other very big news, the NCRB data is finally out two years late. That is the National Crime, what's the full form? National, national C- Crime Records Bureau. Bureau. Huh. National, there it is, National Crime Records Bureau. And this, I mean, now I don't know if that is always the case. It leaves out data on lynching, cup, and religious killings. But I'm not entirely of the view that it is left out because of, um, you know, malicious intent. I do genuinely believe it's very difficult to... I mean, it's too subjective. Also, Abhijit Banerjee won the Nobel and he wa- met the Prime Minister. I thought that was a very interesting meeting. I thought both of both the men handled it quite well, considering I'm sure neither can stand the other. So they no. kind of maintained some sort of grace there. And the social media linking with Aadhar, that case... Is making waves again. I have no idea how the hell they plan to do it. It was all over prime time as well. And there were some other international protests that I'm going to talk about right at the end. And finally, Jammu and Kashmir, there were the local body elections. And since none of the other mainstream parties other than BJP contested, it was swept by independence. There are 217 blocks have been won by independence and BJP has won 81.
2: But the way it's been presented in the media is like very misleading.
1: Like what? These are
2: indirect elections. People don't vote in these. So these are block development councils and they have existed forever. But mm. this is the first time elections are happening. So in those uh, elections, only the punches and sarpanches vote. And when so you had not the panchayat elections last time, like 60% of punches and 45% of punch seats are vacant because they were not contested. 30% of the wards had no candidates. So these are like this handful of people who are dependent entirely on the government now in these situations.
1: So it's like Sarkari of Yeah, voted.
2: so they just took them and vote. vote karlo, bhai.
1: So it's not like that people have voted. Yeah, that's an important distinction. So let's start with Manisha because we can't see her. And so we should not forget that she's there. So Manisha, uh, on this election, the most mm. spectacular thing was other than the India Today poll, all the other polls got it spectacularly wrong.
4: Yeah, very, very. So,
1: what the fuck? Like, should that matter?
4: <laughs> I think A, um, kudos to Access My India and India Today also because uh, apart from the cards that they got it right, I think it takes a lot of confidence for them to have, uh, especially in the competitive world, the television news is for them to wait for a day. So while everyone's results were out uh, the day the polling got over, India Today said, we're not going to put it out today. We're going to put it out tomorrow because there are some different numbers that we're getting and we want to be sure. So on that day, when everyone was wearing like BJP, and Congress, or, uh, you know, uh, India Today actually said that, okay, they're going to wait. So I think that was quite uh, admirable. And, you know, and <laughs> while they were doing this, the first like Republic was taunting them Arunab has this uh, juvenile way of calling our channel. tukwala channels.
0: So yeah. his
4: exit poll he was going to results, numbers. Hai. But India today kinda of waited and then gave it next day. And uh, Access now this is for the second time that they've gotten third time actually. So, the first time was Bihar, where everyone was predicting uh, an NBA victory. Access actually didn't and uh, CNN news rating was to carry that poll but they decided not to carry it because VGB was not shown as winning. And then uh, 2019 Lok Sabha again us, said that uh, BGP is going to They gave them some crazy numbers and they were right. And this is the third time. So maybe exit polls are not really as, I mean, we shouldn't vilify them as much as we do. And maybe you should do them if you actually seriously put a methodology to it or if there is some sort of rigor to it, uh, you could at least come close to the result. So I think that was quite interesting. And yeah, waiting for a day for me was quite... I don't think you see that very often on television channels where channels are okay to not rush in and say, okay, we'll wait for a day. That yes. was quite. Of course, they had a great time then on the day of the election. Rajdeep and uh, Rahul uh, were whistling on, on I think the drama
1: became a bit <laughs> much even last time what? that the same dude tried crying that everyone was saying you have got it wrong, but we stuck yeah. to our guns everyone and...
4: And and yeah, you and know, then he started crying and all. I was like, no, fuck, so take it easy, dude.
1: I mean, that was yeah, a bit much. Again, they were getting senti. I, I think you're being too charitable to opinion polls. But anyway, Adisha, I'd like to know what you think. No,
3: I think this is actually non-journalistic. When a uh, uh, journalist or a news organization, any, starts this that we first, you know, we've done made fun of them. Or we got it right. They have to remember they're not the issue. They're not a subject matter. Nobody cares whether you got it right or wrong. It's okay, you got it right. So you just have to go on and on about it. It's just
1: plain non-journalistic.
3: Nobody cares.
1: But you think there's any credibility to polls in general, even if this particular company's got it right? By mistake. Because I don't, as I've said many times before, I don't think people
3: ever tell the truth to the person who's taking the poll. They look at your clothes, they look at you, they see what you want to hear and they tell you that. Deeksha what is your view
0: I actually had a question from Manisha. she said that uh, the access guys they just have a lot of rigor and new methodology so how is like how is it that they are able to get this right actually uh, if you read the document that they put out uh, they've explained version, uh
4: the results and they've given an uh, it kind of i guess it's just a question of putting in some rigor and uh, some you know, robust questioning, because they do talk about JAT anger uh, and no one was talking about it except, I mean, New Zealand we had a round report that talked about how the JATs are really, really upset and that was one of the deciding sort of factors. They talk about the Dalit vote anger also, they talk about a failure of caste coalition, so there is some sort of thinking that seems to have gone into it, at least if you read the Access Mind document that they put out explaining uh, some of the reasons that they think were behind the numbers
1: but uh, do you think there is anything sensible about polling or pollsters because I remember this company called Chanakya had got three right on a trot when everybody had got it wrong 2014 ke baad the Delhi election they got it right then the second Delhi election when everybody had said Kejriwal is going to go down they had given him like a handsome victory of like 58 seats of course he ended up getting 67 and then after that a third one I don't know which was Uh, the next Bihar Bihar they Mm. got that right and I was saying Chanakya is the only smart one. But then soon it was a question of time before, like rithik Roshan's first three hits, the next three were flops. So <laughs> I, I don't know if there's any. Th- so yeah, Diksha, what is your view of these?
0: I'm not an expert. I am more interested in knowing if their methodology changes with time, which is why they, uh, is that the reason why they're coming up with fresh results? But I'm, I'm actually talking as a complete outsider. Hmm. Uh, this is not something that I've ever reported on. So uh, I'm just curious to know more about why there is such a big difference?
1: I'd like to briefly talk about these protests. You know, if you listen to that podcast, the 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 BBC Daily News podcast. It's an epidemic. It's but it's, it's the thing is it's so beautiful and you know this is what, what I'm saying. You know, I think some people are pissed off in my last to last half the rant about we are just very Sadawa people, Indians. Uh, you know, we are like we have this shit expression on our face when we go about our daily. A day. I don't agree at
3: all I don't agree I at all I, I, I <laughs> listen I take a walk every day huh. I see people at bus stops I see their faces when they miss a bus hmm. alright I've seen people miss a bus in America and I've seen people in India miss a bus hmm. it's a very different reaction and I think that no matter what hardships people are going through in India and the hardships I think are far greater than in the West hmm. that I have witnessed I think, on the whole, our people have a spirit that is generally a fighting, joyous spirit. There's a lot of laughter in families, in lower-middle-class families. There are a lot of jokes. I've seen uh, labor... You walk sure. past them, they give you a smile, you chat with them, they love to give you information about their children and what they're doing with their schools. Today's labour is sending their children to school. For
1: me, that's a big thing. No, of course, uh, it's. I think there's definitely aspiration. A, on the World Happiness Index, none of this kind of seems to reflect. We are lower than countries way poorer than us. No, but, than I, you know, I,
3: that's a survey. Because hmm. Hmm. if somebody was to approach someone on the street who's going through the daily hassles, that That my car? this you know, today? You know, those daily hassles, and on any given day, you ask... Any Indian who is usually going through some daily hassle. All of us do. But that's true for every
1: country, right? It's not everyone no, is asked no. that. No, the
3: daily hassle, they asked that everywhere. But the daily hassles in India are much higher than
1: in Western countries in pure survival terms. But Pakistan, they are higher than us on the happiness index. Countries much poorer than us, higher than us on the happiness index. And I, Sorry, you were no, saying something. Think, I, I, can I, I, I just finish? Yeah. I think it's an attitudinal problem that actually,
3: this is my, hmm. there's no survey, <laughs> this is just my gut reaction. Hmm. That I think, from my personal experience, I think that when you ask someone and how happy are you? They're going to be thinking about the last problem they're dealing with in India. So they're going to say, look, I'm, in, I'm, in a, I'm strapped. I have this, I have that, I have this problem, that problem. But when you see them functioning on a daily basis, no matter what economic level they are, you go into a basti. The way they are bustling around, the way they are hustling. Yeah, what choice do have? I don't call them sarod. I don't but call I'll, them sarod. I'll tell you. I think but I I'll think I'll Indians read. are not sarod. I think they. I I admire their spirit of fighting and and still I find most people are. cheerful. I mean, you, when you when you when somebody bangs on your car asking for money and you roll down the window and you start actually talking to them and it ends up with a lot of laughter
1: well but oh, I'll come to that but what, what is your view on the, the whole what my comment actually I was going to connect this to the epidemic of protests and when you see the quality of protesters around the world right now for those of you who don't know the protests happening in Hong Kong Lebanon Bolivia Chile and of course in India everywhere else I have a theory so, for that
3: but, I think mm-hmm. the protests are happening because more than any recent time in the world, there, there are more autocratic regimes and autocratic decisions taken,
1: and also wealthic, uh, inequity. I mean, yes. in and so wealth inequity, inequality, and wealth inequity in
2: South America. That's
3: there the problem. There is always wealth inequity, but I think people are more aware that because of, how of their rights. We are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, think that there is this, these two things that there are extremely autocratic and corrupt regimes. And people are re- reacting to it.
1: So then let me lay the context and then, you know, Diksha, you can get the mic for as long as you want. And then Maharaj and Manisha as well. Basically, there's this lovely video on the BBC where Robin and his mum Elaine were driving through protest in Beirut. And because so many mm-hmm. people around protest, the child got scared and the mother was in the middle of like these hundreds and thousands of protesters and the child is scared. And she tells the protesters, "My child is scared. So they start singing Baby Shark and dancing to make the child... Feel secure. Now, yeah, I, have been good, do- I have been in, in Banaras for the campaign. Indians are aggressive dicks, especially when they're in big numbers. It doesn't matter whether the child is them. I have been in Bombay during Ganesh Visarjan. You're going to You're by chance, you're in the beach see how they bang your car try to intimidate you. Indians are dicks. They are unhappy dicks. Sorry. No, no sorry no. Yeah. isn't
2: so, that a bit of a generalization because no, there was no. also that uh, you remember last year that farmers protest that huge that was one which is why there's so
1: much was made of it see how that was one out of hundred yeah but there was <laughs> a similar thing in Delhi
2: also and if like Kashmir it's always protest right and if you see it's like this similar stories small small stories small acts of kindness everywhere
1: sorry I so, have seen very <laughs> few acts of kindness I have gone out you say anything when in India they're ready to break your head you go out for a campaign they're ready to break your head you go out, you board a flight and someone will cut a new line so by bhai, he's ready to break your head. There is no one is being nice to anyone. Everyone is so stressed and so so tight, wound up. One little twang is all it takes for him to snap. Now, I, the last thing that I want to discuss and after this, we'll just take everyone's um, suggestions and wind up. The news report is the Assam cabinet on Monday decided that no government jobs will be given to persons having more than two children after the 1st of January 2021. The important decision was taken at a cabinet meeting held late Monday evening that adopted a new land policy which will give three bigas of agricultural land to landless indigenous people and half a biga for constructing a house. A communique from the chief minister Sarbanand Sonowal's public relations cell stated that those having more than two children will not be considered for government jobs. I want to know what you think because I know the Rajasthan government had done a similar thing a few years ago which was for um, school teachers or oh you can't fight the panchayat election that was Haryana Haryana Haryana, yeah so
2: you can't fight panchayat elections if you are not 10th pass or something and you have children more than two children but then it was
1: retracted I I know Rajasthan was planned route because I remember that time uh, Sindhya was the chief minister uh, uh, what's her name Vasundhara Rajay but I don't know if they went through with it because we no, discussed it in No, but this was a court hafta. order
2: that the court like ratified that decision. Oh,
1: I see. So it's in Haryana, it exists right now.
2: I am not sure about at I'll just this it.
1: moment. Yeah, but
2: uh, I'll just know, it was the court that said, yeah, you can go ahead but with I this. But I want
1: to know what you think of a rule like this. Is it democratic? Is it fair? Does it make sense? Or does it go against the very essence of democracy? Madhu, why don't you start on this one?
3: I don't know, it seems a bit extreme, but the problem is that ever since the emergency, we've not been able to put any real policy in for population control. So I guess people are sneaking things in like this. There has to be some form of population control for obvious economic reasons. So suddenly an overpopulated country became a great country with a huge market. So it kind of, for that reason also, it kind of died. But um, to throw this on someone who already has three children... I think is unfair.
1: Okay. So,
2: two things. One, this idea that a population is a problem has been like groundly debunked with, by research everywhere. It's not a... It's an asset, it's not a problem If you know how to use the asset well Second thing is, even if you have to do that I mean, there's no justification Even if you have to do that, you can't just keep it 2 years, 3 years down the line People who are already married and have children, what do you do? Maybe you say like 20 years down the line Then people will sort of plan accordingly But you can't just force it on people like China's into- one-child policy has has failed ah, It's been a disaster hmm. uh, Manisha? Oh sorry, uh, there's an uh, interesting bit about... Uh, Regarding the population thing, yes, in uh, Belgium, I think. Hmm. So they got they had this problem: aging population, people were not having many children. So they started paying people to go on like holidays and basically, they pay, uh, yeah, they would pay them f- to have sex.
1: Too good. Okay.
3: Sure <laughs> has had a policy for decades on uh, encouraging couples to have children. So uh, the more children you have, the more benefits you get.
1: In Japan also, because their population is, there's negative growth. So they are trying to get people to, because people are not cohabiting or copulating. By the way, so I just Googled, this is from 2016. Both Rajasthan and Haryana, new rules for contesting panchayat election. Polls exclude women, minorities from political system. And that is because, of minimum yeah. education and typically in both those states, women are not educated, so they cannot contest. So it was true for both. Manisha, what do you think?
4: So just one um, question: I had if anyone of you have clarity on that? This uh, new communicate that some uh, government sent. It says that government jobs won't be given to people after 2021. So does it mean after 2021, if you have three children, you're not? No, no. This rule to comes into in effect.
1: No, this rule comes into effect after 2021. Basically, from then on. This rule is active.
4: But it will be applicable to people who ha- already have three children before yes, 20 Yes, 20
1: yes. So, okay. you, so have, you have, you have degree.
2: until yes, my
4: personal view on this is that I think social change, uh, you can't sort of have a cohesive way of social change and things like population control. I don't think you can have a punitive way of looking at it. It has to happen through advertisements, through advocacy, through grassroots work. Uh, I, I,
1: so basically... You have up to 2021 20, to get someone to adopt your extra child. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but if you want to do something, then do But okay, I, I see all your everyone's arguments are about the effectiveness of this program. My point is, even if it is effective,
0: but it's undemocratic. I completely agree with you. Um, I think I also think that. Uh, so I was just reading up on this that India's. Uh, the replacement level uh, the fertility replacement level it's already approaching so the un says it should be 2.1 and in india it is already 2.2 so we are actually nearing that number so i don't know why some states need to bring in such draconian measures and also studies have shown that if you um, if the woman is educated and if she marries late in life the you know the she automatically has fewer kids so, yeah. you know, that's a better way of going about this. And there was this really interesting John Oliver show on the impact of China's one-child policy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's just like heartbreaking what that policy has done to that country. And I think, I, I, I still don't understand why some governments are going for such I think such it's just measures. an excuse
2: because they don't have jobs to give to people. So they just came up with this,
1: that, okay, we won't. Or th- th- they're just jealous that people are getting laid. That sounds so much like all all the single RSS people. And on that note, I'd like to wish all our subscribers and even non-subscribers, those of you who are listening to this for free, uh, just want to remind you that we're sitting in an office that we pay approximately a lakh 20 or lakh 30 a month for. Uh, Speaking on mics, each of these I think costs some 8-10 grand. Uh, We're working on recorders. One of them that's got spoiled that's gone to the workshop. So we just are left with one which costs about 35 grand uh, with a producer and a sound recorder who's sitting who are paid salaries and with electricity. But I'm glad you're enjoying this podcast for free because of course no one needs to fucking pay, right? It, it just comes to you for free. All of you listening in, uh, the chota Hafta, do subscribe so you can listen to the entire Hafta. We will see you again next week with the Hafta. Till then, subscribe. Pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served and advertisers pay. Advertisers served. Thank you.